Hello and welcome to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer, a series featuring conversations with experts to share recent market developments, key insights and strategic inputs from around the globe. In each episode, we cut through the noise to bring practical advice and macro research on today's shifting economic and market landscape. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast and refer to www.juliusbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further important legal information prior to listening to this podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode in our podcast series, Beyond Markets. My name is Perlin Wong, and I'm Head of Investment Promotion and Solutions Asia. Today, we have with us Jenai Chua, my colleague from the Research Asia Pacific team based in Singapore. Hello, Jenai. Welcome to our International Women's Day special episode. Hi, Perlin. Thank you for having me. Hi, Jenai. Today, we would like to focus on the rising need for women's wealth planning and discuss why it has been increasingly important for women to become financially independent. Jenai, would you agree that for many years, finance and investment have been considered taboo conversational topics, often leaving women vulnerable to making financial mistakes? And do you believe this is changing? Well, Pauline, to answer your first question, yes, that is indeed true. Now, let me give you some examples. Did you know that US banks could refuse to issue women credit cards until 1974? That was when the Equal Credit Opportunity Act became law. So before that, banks could refuse to issue a credit card to single women. And if a woman was married, her husband was required to co-sign. Thankfully, a lot has changed since then. And women now enjoy more financial freedom. The new generation is more confident, self-aware and willing to work to accumulate wealth. Chennai, do we have any statistics to back this? Yes. According to the latest research, women now hold an average of 40% of global wealth. The number of women within the world's 100 richest persons list has also grown. It was just four women in 2000, and in 2018, it was 10. L'Oreal heir Francois Betancourt Myers is 13th in this list. She's the richest woman in the world with an estimated net worth of 75 billion US dollars. That is impressive. But not just in terms of wealth, women are also making their mark as leaders today. I mean, a prime example of that would be the appointment of US Vice President Kamala Harris. What do you think, Jenai, led to this change? Well, Pauline, there have been a number of factors. Access to better education, the freedom to pursue a career, the natural ability of women to just juggle work and family life, just to name a few. These have all empowered women to earn more, save more, and in turn lead better lives. And you know, financial independence increases one's self-worth, and that's important for every woman. So it is true that a change in attitudes can change the world. Of course, Jenna, I think we can both totally relate to the point about juggling work and family life as mothers and career women. Are we beginning to see steps being taken to provide fair opportunities for women everywhere? Yes, we are. So several organizations are working towards this. In 2018, software company Adobe said that it had achieved gender pay parity in all its global offices. And more recently, Nasdaq has proposed that the companies listed on its stock exchange should improve board diversity. This is through appointing at least one woman to their boards. 
That's really encouraging and definitely a big step towards more inclusive representation. However, would you say that despite there being more opportunities for female participation, the same is not reflected while investing? It's often observed that women tend to take care of daily financial matters, but still turn to their partners or other male family members when it comes to long-term financial planning. In Singapore, for example, studies are indicating that the only area where women have assumed sole financial control was in groceries and day-to-day purchases. Why, Jenai, would that be? You know, Perlin, that's a very interesting observation and also a very pertinent question. It's been said that women have traits that make them better investors. And in fact, there are a number of academic studies actually showing that they do outperform men in investments. The key issue is that many women are just not confident enough to dip their toes into the water and give serious investing a try. I feel that if they acquire sufficient knowledge and self-confidence, they can make important financial decisions independently and together in partnerships. Absolutely. And if there's one thing that we have learned recently, Jenai, it's that life can be unpredictable and it's best to be prepared. Also, women live longer than men on average, with the average life expectancy, I believe, for Asian women outstripping that of men by four and a half years. Wow, that's long. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Do you think this makes the case for women to engage more in wealth planning? Definitely. I mean, while the basics remain the same for men and women, the need for financial planning for women can vary because of specific situations in their lives. For example, besides longevity, women tend to take more breaks from their career compared to men. This is a probably due to maternity or the need to care for elderly parents. And women could also give up their jobs if their spouse is relocating. And you know, it can take a while to get a comparable job. In addition, it can also be hard to return to the workplace after a break, especially if it's a long one. So put all these together and I think it's critical for women to plan their finances wisely. They need more of an emergency corpus in hand and they have to be financially prepared so that such breaks are not too disruptive. Now, apart from this, it's also worth noting that, you know, women with the same qualifications are usually paid less than men and this gap increases with seniority. So, of course, this translates into lower savings and a smaller retirement pool and this needs to be actively managed. So I would completely agree with that. You know, sadly, there have been instances where women have lost their partners and felt helpless, realizing that the importance of wealth planning rather too late. I hope that this improves, Jenai. Yes, it should, Pauline. In the coming years, we can expect to see a number of societal shifts. For example, more women are likely to be solely responsible for their finances and progressively, they will also be breadwinners or co-breadwinners in majority of homes. That's really nice to know. The empowerment that comes from taking charge of your investments, buying that dream house, starting your own business, making guilt-free purchases and taking that you know, long-awaited trip with your girlfriends, <laughs> I would say that's, that's priceless. Yes, Pauline, it surely is. And I think I definitely need to take one such trip soon. So do I. <laughs> on, a, on a more serious note, Boston Consulting Group has forecasted, I read, that um, women's wealth could grow by a CAGR of more than 7% between the years 2019 to 2023, which outpaces the more than 5% CAGR projected for men. Does this mean, Jenai, that we will see two different styles of investing going forward? And secondly, how differently do you think men and women approach investment decisions? Well, Perlin, uh, the differences can be shaped not only by gender, but also socio-demographic factors. These would include education, employment status, financial circumstances, and even personalities. But it's also been observed that compared to men, women tend to be more risk-averse. They tend to keep the security of their families in mind. 
And women also view achieving their personal goals as more important than investment performance. So what this translates mm-hmm. into is the tendency to keep a higher percentage of their assets liquid, specifically in cash. And this preference for cash could mean losing out on higher yielding opportunities. Now, on a separate note, it's also interesting that although global topics like sustainability and philanthropy are becoming more relevant for investors, it's really the women who are actually walking the talk. So in general, they are the ones who are more focused on impact investing and sustainability. So let's talk about this a little more. The theme of ESG is gaining quite a lot of traction and it's close to our hearts here at Julius Baer. Separately, do you think there are enough efforts being made to encourage female wealth planning? Well, Pauline, many organizations are still consciously or unconsciously advocating all social norms that regard men as the primary financial decision makers. And this is despite the increasing prominence of women in the overall picture of global wealth. Now, these attitudes are changing. They will take time. But right now, way too many women still feel underserved. So, Jenai, what, according to you, could help them plan their wealth better? I think women, and I also speak for myself as a woman, would like to be well-informed and knowledgeable about financial topics. It gives them confidence to invest based on their particular needs. And there's huge scope for education in this respect. I think it would be a good idea to have financial workshops specifically for women Mm. to benefit from the specialist knowledge of experts. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, I'd like to caveat here that this is not to say women want special treatment. I think what women expect is equal treatment. Networking is also important to be able to exchange ideas and experiences with like-minded individuals. And you know, when women come together, the power that results is enormous. We have several initiatives on this front and it definitely helps. That's really wonderful. I too personally believe that with the proper tools, risk tolerant women can consider what suits their portfolio best and invest accordingly for better returns. Are there any trends, Jenai, that you foresee in the future which could affect the way women plan? Well, Berlin, there are so many changed ways women can live their lives today. Happily single, married, divorced, in a civil partnership, live in or as part of a patchwork family. And it will keep evolving with time. As a result, women will demand more. They'll seek more information to make their own decisions instead of just delegating them. And in this respect, professional advice definitely helps. So wealth advisors have to bear this in mind. They need to commit to a systemic approach to transform business models to a more gender neutral one. That's very good advice indeed. Lastly, Jenai, can you give some advice to our listeners who would like to contribute towards securing the future of their female family members? Sure, Pauline. First, it's important to understand one's goals. So what are you saving towards? Secondly, be transparent and open about discussing wealth planning with your partner or loved ones. Third, uh, do ensure your documents are in place and reflect your present day circumstances. And lastly, it's my firm belief that all women should invest early and often for longer periods to take advantage of this magic of compounding. And this is especially important in the current low interest rate environment. You know, while younger women tend to lead financial decisions, maybe because they have higher financial literacy and an increased sense of empowerment, there really is no age limit for education, learning and investing. So the bottom line is there's absolutely no better time than now to start investing. But remember, also invest first in yourself. (laughs) Amen to that. Thank you, Jenai, for your insights and valuable takeaways. On behalf of Jenai and all our colleagues at Julius Baer, we wish all our listeners happy International Women's Day. Thank you to everyone for tuning in and goodbye. You have been listening to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer. If you like what you heard, subscribe to our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. 
To learn more about Julius Baer, our people, our latest thinking, visit us at www.juliusbaer.com. We will be back with a brand new episode soon. This is a podcast disclaimer. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. The podcast content is intended for information purposes only and does not constitute an offer, a recommendation or an invitation by or on behalf of Julius Baer to buy or sell any securities, security-based derivatives or other products or to participate in any particular trading strategy in any jurisdiction. Julius Baer does not accept liability for any loss arising from the use of the podcast content. Please refer to www.juliusbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further important legal information.